Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. It's time to play! Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm Adam Ronis, along with Fantasy Taz, who you can check out at ffchamps.com. Follow him on Twitter at Fantasy Taz. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam Ronis, and check out my work at fulltimefantasy.com. My week four deep sleepers article is up. We have our stardom sit our stock watch. You can all questions start sit on Tuesday and Wednesday. You're probably not going to get the best answer. And as we go over the injury report, you will see why. Things are going to change. I just advise people, look, I'll answer them on Wednesday. But Taz, I think Friday and Saturday are the best days, especially when you have anyone that is dealing with an injury. I can't give you a good answer about Devin Singletary on Wednesday before the practice report comes out. No, absolutely not, especially on Wednesday, because we know with Wednesday, all of the the aging veterans, they usually get the day off. They automatically get that questionable tag, and everybody starts freaking out. Oh, my God, he's questionable. Why is he questionable? He just took a day off. Calm down. (laughs) They have to list him as questionable because he didn't practice. But, yeah, it drives people nuts, the the injury reports. And you're right. I mean, you, you can answer them on Wednesday, but I almost always tell people check back on Friday. Yeah, simple I, as that. I, yeah, I try to say that. Look, everyone is anxious, but like to me, Tuesday and Wednesday is waiver wire day trades. Uh, obviously, if there's a player involved in the Thursday night game, sure, can answer that. But uh, just so much has transpired just over the last 24 hours that there were players that we thought were going to play that are now out, and we still have several game time decisions. So let's talk about some of them. Obviously, big news here with the Chargers today. Justin Jackson, who was going to be a very good play this week because he was going up against the Dolphins. We saw they allowed two 100-yard rushing games last week to Dallas. And I think Jackson has looked good this year. He's had two touchdowns called back due to penalties. He's averaging, I think, over seven yards per carry. So I thought this was a good spot. He is out. So now you got Tremaine Pope uh, and Detrez Newsom who could be in there. Now, I did see this uh, about Melvin Gordon. They're saying that... Um, there's a chance he could be limited now and play. He, t- he told reporters he could play a limited role in week four. Lynn said that Gordon was doubtful. So I don't know. I just don't see them pushing him. It's a possibility. But I know you have Gordon, but you would not play him even if he was active, right? Or you need, depending on the reports. Yeah, I probably wouldn't play him this week even if he is active. Look, it's not like he needs to learn the game plan. It's not like he's coming from another team. He knows the offense. He knows what he needs to do. It's about all about whether or not he's in game shape. And hard to believe he is after all his time off. You can work out at home, do all that you like. That's not game shape. Uh, that's being in shape, but that's not game shape. Two totally different thing. Taking those hits, you know, all that stuff. That, you know, that takes a little bit time to get back into that groove. And, yeah, I, I, would, I couldn't put him in my starting lineup for anything this week. I don't care what they say. Yeah, and it looks like if you have Austin Eckler, you're going to be loving life this week. Obviously, once Gordon is back fully, which should be week five, then I, what do you think, Eckler, going forward? I still think he has some value. Obviously, he'll still be involved, but it's not going to be what we saw. But do you see him being in consideration depending on who you have as an RB2 on a weekly basis, or is it going to be matchup dependent? No, no, he – Matchup definitely helps, but and they've already said that once Gordon is fully ready, Gordon will be the number one again. 
But he was, you know, he was just outside the top 24. Eckler, I mean, just outside the top 24 last year. And that was only because he missed those last couple of games. You know, outside of that, he would have been inside that top 24 as an RB2. So he has that kind of upside. He still gets chances to score, even with Gordon in there. So, you know, I wouldn't panic just yet, but you're definitely not going to see the numbers you were seeing early on. Yeah, and I think everyone is well aware of that. And I think Eckler owners expected a longer run, but Gordon does come back. Obviously, he was losing money. That was one of the things. And I think you said it maybe during a a break that he sees the way Eckler is performing and says, you know what, maybe I should get back now before uh, it's too late. And that's it. That's exactly it. I mean, he was losing. Well, actually, he lost all his leverage as soon as Eckler came out and played as good as he did back in week one. You know, so he's got nothing left to sit out for. They're not going to you know, go back and say, OK, well, you know what? He came back. We're going to give you the money you want now. That's not going to happen. He knows that now. So at this point, why not get on the field, show the other teams that you can still play this game and not lose money at the same time? It didn't make any sense for him to continue to hold out. I thought Mike Williams was in a smash spot this week. Uh, that will not happen. Mike Williams has been ruled out with a back injury. Remember, he had a knee issue in week two, and he actually played in that game. He actually was decent, although most of it came like on a Hail Mary at the end of the second half uh, for like 47 yards. I thought this week against Miami he would get going, but uh, the back issue, and, and that is concerning since he has a, a history of back issues here and already dealt with a knee. It's not been a good start to the season for Mike Williams. No, it has not. And, you know, this is a guy that was going in in the mid to late fourth round for a lot of people in drafts. And so far, it hasn't paid off. But again, there's a lot of guys up in those first few rounds we could say that about have been underperforming like crazy. So he's not the only one. But it is definitely concerning that it's now the back issue uh, because he does have that history with it. And it is definitely a concern. This could end up being something where he misses more than just the one week. I really hope not. I have him in a couple leagues. And Travis Benjamin, he's doubtful with a quad injury. So Dontrell Inman, is he a deep sleeper now? I think he is absolutely going to come into play in this one. Look, he's done it before. It's not like Rivers doesn't know him. He's played with him before. Uh, And, you know, he may just be that whole mentality of next man up. And if that's the case, if Benjamin and, you know, we know Williams is out. But if Benjamin is out too, then... Dontrell Inman has got to come into play. Yeah, and uh, also Keenan Allen, what, over under 30 targets in this game? Yeah, that's probably a good solid bet at this point. Um, You know, we saw him do that last week. I'm pretty sure we end up doing it again. But at some point, you got to worry, at what point does that take him down? Uh, You know, we know he's got injury history as well. So, you know, look, what do you have, like seven, 17 targets last week? I think he had 15 targets the week before. Uh, can he keep it up is all I'm going to say. Yes, he can. I have a lot of Keenan <laughs> Allen. He can do it. It's Miami. We'll get him through this game. Uh, obviously, he will be very, very popular, I would think, in DFS again, as will Austin Eckler. Those two align for big, big workload. So, Keenan Allen, 29 receptions through three games, at least eight in each of them, uh, should continue this week against Miami. Lots more ahead as we continue to go. Some of the big injuries here for week four. What does it mean for your fantasy team? Also, an update on Michael Gallup. That's all ahead. Full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. 
Make it rain. When was the last time you watched a game where multiple players were backboarded and carted off the field? It's usually always just one, but there were two uh, that kind of stopped in the middle there. Maddox goes out really late in that last drive. Jamal Williams goes out. When it's like that and you see the players on the field rushing for help or kneeling and praying, it's unnerving to people. Football may have a long-term problem on its end. Weekdays, 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on Sumo TV, Channel 719. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Listen to what Chris said about Andro 400. I've lost almost 40 pounds in 10 weeks. My son was getting married, and when I went for the suit fitting, I was a size 48. And when I went back to do the final fitting, I was a 44. I have more energy, that's for sure. I probably lost four inches around my belly. I'm 57, and I'm back when I was in my 30s. Here's what Dwayne said about Andro 400. This product really works. I'm an old guy, and I don't trust nobody. I've tried all kinds of stuff. It's one of the few things I've ever bought that works. I couldn't believe it. I feel better. I have more energy. I walk 12 miles a day. I feel great. It changed my life. It really has. It's really incredible. Guys, if you'd like to lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. andro400.com. Someone is searching your name or business online. What will they find? Do you have negative search results online? Do you have false accusations, records from a legal situation, or bad press from your past? To reclaim your reputation, call 1-888-WE-DELETE or visit GuaranteedRemovals.com. That's 1-888-933-3538 or visit GuaranteedRemovals.com. If there is any negative information about you online, GuaranteedRemovals.com will permanently delete it for you. That's right, it is possible to remove negative content from the Internet. And GuaranteeRemovals.com is the only company focusing on permanently deleting negative online content. We have successfully removed over 10,000 links, including news articles, arrest records, legal documents, business complaints, blogs, pictures, videos, and more. We offer a no-money upfront guarantee. You don't pay until your online content is removed. Call 1-888-WE-DELETE to talk to our dedicated specialists who are here to assist you. That's 1-888-933-3538 or GuaranteedRemovals.com. here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis along with Fantasy Taz here until 4 p.m. Eastern. We'll talk some DFS coming up at 3.40 p.m. Eastern with Steve Renner from Full Time DFS. Going through some of the injuries of note and what it means for your week four. Delaney Walker wasn't listed on the injury report. We've been getting some questions about him. He was dealing with a knee issue, so looks like he is good to go. Ido Smith not listed on the injury report. Remember, he left last week after a couple of plays with a concussion. So, Devontae Freeman last week, 90% of the snaps. Uh, what do you think happens this week, Taz? Do they go back to the split that we kind of saw, like the 60, 40, 65, 35 in favor of Freeman this week? 
Uh, it depends on how healthy Ito really is. Uh, but, he, you know, they got him on the field. He's off the, the uh, injury report, so he should be good to go. I do think he eats into Freeman's carries again. And I'll ask you, I mean, do you see anything from Ito that really stands out to you as being a good running back? I thought he's looked okay, but it's only been a handful of carries. I forgot what week it was. I did see him. He looked a little bit better than Freeman. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, they haven't really been able to do much in the running game at all, regardless of who's in there. But it seems like Freeman just is not the same player. And you could understand that. He had the knee issues, concussions. He's a little bit older. Uh, I know the first two weeks were very tough. I was like, okay, Minnesota and Philly. We talked about it in the first hour. You just Teams don't run on Philly. Yeah, no, absolutely not. They, they're they a good defensive front. They definitely attack the ball that way. Uh, it, and and at some point, you got to wonder why you even try to run against Philly at this point when their defensive backfield is so bad that, you know, you should just be throwing on them consistently and just working it that way. I don't see any reason to not do it that way. Yeah, if the Patriots played the Eagles last night, you would have seen 50 pass attempts from Brady and four rushes. That's the one thing about the Patriots. They know. They'll change their game plan. And, you know, Green Bay, it, when you look at the final total, they did go heavy towards the pass, but there were times early where they were running it. And then, of course, when they get in the red zone, four plays without a run and from the one-yard line. That kind of, I don't know, you, you got to try it to run at least one time there, right? Oh, absolutely. you got to try it. There's just no reality base there that you don't try at least run it in and get it in there. So, you, yeah, to me, that was just crazy. And, and I look, it, they're, they were 3-0, so everything was working for them on an NFL standpoint. Really wasn't working fantasy-wise. But you have to wonder about this coach if he's continuing to do things like this. It, it doesn't make it – you have to take at least one shot rushing the ball at that point, uh, especially after the first couple aren't successful. Let's go to Jamar in St. Louis. Hey, how you guys doing? Doing well. What's up? Hey, man, I got a quick question. Actually, it's two real quick. Um, better tight end start this week, Mark Andrews or Will Disley? Oh, boy. I know Disley has the best matchup in the world. We all know the Cardinals are terrible defensively, specifically the tight end. They've allowed two 100-yard games. TJ Hawkinson in week one, we haven't seen him since. He's on a mill carton. Mark Andrews and Olsen had two touchdowns last week. Mark Andrews is practicing today. Uh, I am going to stick with Mark Andrews. I don't know if Taz feels differently. Taz, what do you think? I'm going to feel differently. Um, I don't think he's still 100%. And the problem for me is that we saw a lot more Hayden Hurst last week than I want to see on the field at the same time. And I think we end up starting to see a little bit more Hayden Hurst creeping into this. Uh, you know, it could be a, a, an Andrews day. I just feel safer with Disley going up against Arizona. Yeah, who would have thought that? Uh, if we rewind three weeks before the season to have this conversation, but that's why fantasy football is a game of adjustments, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the one thing I've learned from playing fantasy football all this time is you can never say never. If somebody would have come up to you last week in week 10 and say, I'll give you my Todd Gurley if you're Damian Williams, we would all laughed. We would have called him an idiot and much worse, more than likely, but it would have worked out for him. Yeah, certainly would have, uh, for sure. And, uh, yeah, you just don't know. Injuries happen, and that's why you 
always have to work the waiver wire. You know, Damian Williams helped people win leagues last year. Justin Jackson helped people win leagues. And there are going to be a few running backs that we are not even talking about now that might not even be on a roster. Do you remember a few, was it two or three years ago, where Tim Hightower, like, off the streets came in and had a few big games? That was, like, three years ago, right? Or is it two? Uh, I mean, yeah, it was either two or three. I'll yeah, grant, catch, right. grant you that. My my timeline in my head doesn't go back that far these days. Too much other things clogged up in there. I know. I'm trying to ba- barely remember what happens in week one. I do remember what happened last <laughs> week for the most part, and these plays do stick out. But, yes, it does kind of fade quickly. Uh, Michael Gallup, uh, the beat writer for the Cowboys, uh, Clarence Hill Jr., said that Michael Gallup is probably a couple weeks away from returning and said that he still has swelling in his knee following arthroscopic surgery. I mean, the timeline originally was two to four weeks, so I kind of think we kind of knew that. And you always have to understand that there could be swelling or something that happens after surgery. So it just sucks because uh, Michael Gallup was someone I really liked a lot. I had him in several leagues. Uh, I think you were high on Gallup, too. I remember us talking before the season. So, I, look, I don't think this is terrible news. You don't want to see swelling, but I think we all expected uh, it could be a month. Yeah, I'm just hoping that month is not a month from now. Oh, yeah, hopefully not. <laughs> uh, you know, a couple more weeks I can live with. But, yes, I I thought Michael Gallup was playing great football before the injury, and I hope to see that come back. And, you know, Kellen Moore has been making some nice play calls for him. I, I think that's gonna, that trend will come back as soon as he's back on the field healthy. And Amari Cooper, there were some concerns a day or two ago. He had an MRI on the ankle. They said it was fine. He will play Sunday night against the Saints, so that's good news because that's a Sunday night game. You hate waiting around. We already have some issues with some players in the afternoon games. Cooper's been really good this year. Now, I don't know where you stood on him before the year. I've actually never been a huge Cooper fan, uh, actually, until seeing him play for Dallas last year because in the past I just noticed that he would get shut down against elite corners. And, yeah, he did have some up-and-down games, but he's been excellent this year. And I think it goes partly to Kellen Moore calling the plays to creativity, but he's been really good. Uh, and I think we'll have another good game this week. The Saints actually have been pretty st- weak against the pass, so uh, I feel good about Cooper. And there were reports right before the season. I saw a couple doctors who said, yeah, this is not going to be a big issue, whether it was the heel or plantar fasciitis. Did you back away from Cooper when you saw that in the preseason? Not really. Um, you know, because, again, they were saying the, the right things. They weren't, they weren't saying that, you know, this is going to keep him out for a while and, you know, watch out. They were saying he should be good to go for the most part. And, you know, I, I'm with you. I didn't like him in Oakland at all. And we come to realize now, or at least I have, that a lot of it was just because Derek Carr just won't throw the ball in in a place where he has to go up and get it. He's just never comfortable in doing that, which is what Cooper does the best and something that Dak has shown he has no problem doing. Throw up the 50-50 ball, let your receiver go get it, and Cooper's been doing a good job of that. Even last year, like I said, he had some bad weeks, but you know he came to the team in midseason, so you kind of expect that. It's hard to know the full playbook right away, so it takes some. You know, it's going to be some up and down weeks, but I was really into him this year. And again, a lot of what I liked about Dallas coming into this year was everything they were talking about about Kellen Moore, about the fact that he wanted to make this not such a basic you know, offense anymore. He wanted to be creative and move pieces around and, you know, do all the things we're seeing, like, you know, throwing on first down instead of an automatic run, uh, moving players pre-snap, things like that that 
they just never did before. And I'm glad they're doing it because it, it really makes them fun to watch. Yeah, I think the other thing about Cooper, too, I know we're very, you know, game film, stats-oriented. There's a human nature side to this, too. I don't think he was happy in Oakland. And then all of a sudden now you go to a Dallas who's a contender. You know that they're going to rely on you to be a big part of the team. You could just see it. I mean, he seemed like he was really happy to be a Cowboy and fit in well. So I think that was a big factor as well. Uh, it's, I mean, you, we've all been there in, the, in your job, right? You're unhappy at a job. You go to a new place. All of a sudden, you just feel rejuvenated. I feel that's what happened with Amari Cooper. It's very possible. Again, a lot of people don't take that personal aspect into their thinking, but it's there. We're all humans. Yeah, we are. Well, some of us. Some of us are not, but that's another topic for another day. <laughs> oh, stop talking about Doc like that. Oh, I, he knows. I will trash him to his face. <laughs> that's just how we roll. That's what we've always been doing. All right, lots more ahead. More injury news and game previews here. It is full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Yep. The best friends forever. DJ Chark, do, 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 do. Everyone does it. Everywhere in fantasy does it. I can't hear his name without that happening. So <laughs> It only plays internally in my head. I'd never say it out loud. Yeah, it just no. flows so well. I mean, look, everyone's heard Baby Shark, or if you haven't, then God bless your soul. But it just matches up so well. Baby. No, no, I understand. DJ, it, just, it just works so well. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't think it's going away anytime soon. No. Unless DJ Shark goes away. Watch live weekdays, 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern on Sports Grid and Zumo TV, channel 719. The Fantasy Sports Network is hitting you from all angles with the best fantasy sports and betting analysis. You can catch the latest programming on so many platforms, there's no way you'll miss out on any of the award-winning programming we pump out every single day. You can listen through the FNTSY radio app, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. Download our podcast through iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Audioboom, and you can watch select programming on the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, your only source for fantasy sports and wagering anytime and anywhere. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be. So we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS, WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America. Can't get enough fantasy football? Roto Experts has launched their NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, which includes the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts are providing dynasty, season-long betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with the promo code FNTSY. It's the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, only at rotoexperts.com. 
Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Pay you for it. I had to call him. Back here at his full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis along with Fantasy Taz here until 4 p.m. Eastern on a Friday afternoon. We'll talk some DFS coming up with Steve Renner. Full-time DFS at 3.40 p.m. Eastern. Become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament. NFL setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer or join the countless number of people who have won thousands of dollars each week playing DFS using DailyRoto.com. There's plenty of money with your name on it in Sunday's NFL contest, so why not let the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer help you pad your bank account? If you are playing Daily Fantasy Sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL Annual Pass with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Taz, the other big injury that we're taking a look at this week is T.Y. Hilton. He is listed as questionable with that quad injury, something that bothered him in practice last week. He did play the first half and at least was productive if you used him, but sat out the second half, and this really looks like a game-time decision. You know, T.Y. Hilton, to me, he's a tough guy. I could see him playing, but is this a case if you have T.Y., you say, all right, if he's active, I'm playing him, or you still have concerns with no practice all week? Oh, I definitely have concerns, especially like you said, he started last week, played pretty well, and then had to come out again. This is something that could happen at any point in the game. Heck, it could happen in pregame warm-ups. You know, when you're talking soft tissue injuries, anything is possible, and it's definitely a concern. Is this a game that where the matchup looks to be really nice against Oakland at home? You know, at home in Indianapolis? Absolutely. I want to get him in there, but man... It really is, again, we say this all the time, but it can't be more true. It really depends on who else you have to put in there. You have somebody who's safer that has a nice floor, then go for it. But don't be surprised if, you know, he plays a half and goes off for, you know, six catches for 100 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, so um, I guess now also update a reporter, Anthony Lynn, I guess he said Melvin Gordon could play a limited role. So uh, Yeah, he, he said that a little earlier, yeah. Right. Initially, he said Gordon was doubtful. So I guess with Justin Jackson out, that changes things. Boy, that's that's uh, going to be dicey there for Melvin Gordon. I mean, here's the thing. It's going against the Dolphins. If this guy get eight, eight touches, he could score a touchdown. He could easily score a touchdown. Heck, he could get more than eight touches. We just don't know what kind of shape he's really in at this point. It's so hard to, you know, you want to take that shot. If you've been waiting on him all this time, you want to take that shot, especially against Miami. And I was thinking to myself this morning, I really got to go back and look at the Miami games because so far, you know, everybody in fantasy is, oh, go play everybody that starts against Miami. But if you go look at the games, I bet you that we're going to find that a lot of the top guys didn't really crush it against Miami just because they didn't need to. Yeah, I mean, look, last week, you know, Devin Smith was someone a lot of people talked about. He did not have a big game. 
uh, for the Cowboys. Now, again, they did have the two 100-yard rushers there, uh, so Pollard might have been a play in a deeper league. I know I started him in the Scott Fishbowl, but that's only because my running backs are an absolute disaster. I have Christian McCaffrey and a bunch of backups, so I kind of have no choice there to play him. And I have, oh, man, I just remembered. I got Mike Williams in that league. Damn, that I have an, I had Antonio Brown, I cut him. I have Mike Williams, Michael Gallup, uh, anyone who's hurt, I have. Hunter Henry, oh, man. And the team's actually pretty good, but it's uh, it's 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 falling apart. <laughs> and that's just how it works. Me and the Scott Fishbowl don't get along well. <laughs> well, last year it did that it for league me either, just yeah. kicks my butt. Right? It's amazing. Like, there's always <laughs> certain leagues. You're like, oh, well, it's just not working out for me there. Um, but, yeah, you're right about the, the Dolphins. I mean, Obviously, everyone for the Ravens pretty much had big games in week one. And then week two, it was the uh, Patriots. Uh, and they didn't, you know, Sony Michelle had, you know, 83 yards, which obviously for him this year is like a phenomenal game yeah. and a touchdown. But, but White didn't really do anything. He had a touchdown, but not a big game. So, yeah, you know, it's possible. You know, most of it, you know. And yeah, it's, the it, only one that did anything was, was Brown, basically. Um, you know, had the, the decent game. And, you know, Gordon didn't do anything. Even Edelman was very limited in that game. And, you know, they scored two defensive touchdowns, so they didn't really have to go crazy. You know, that's the problem. You, you start thinking, oh, it's a great team you want to go play against, but do they stay in the game is the, seeming to be the question at this point. Do we start seeing backups? Yeah, and that, but that's why you lean towards the running back. That's why I do think Jackson was a good play. Because uh, you could say what you want. I know he didn't produce. Gus Edwards had 17 carries that game, only 56 yards. But it's Gus Edwards. I mean, what do you expect? <laughs> you know, so Gus the bus. Yeah, I mean, like at least last week with a guy like Pollard, you know, all right, well, this offensive line's really good. We've seen Pollard in the preseason, and he's a good player. So if he can get 10 to 12 touches, you know, you you take that shot in a deep format. And I did, and it was in a Scott Fishbowl. I don't think I played him anywhere else though. Uh, here's another big one because I think everyone loved him this week. He was going to be chalk in DFS. He was going to be in your season league lineup. That's Terry McLaurin of the Redskins. He's looked really good this year. The first player in NFL history to have at least five receptions and a touchdown in each of his first three games. He had a great matchup this week against the Giants who have allowed six touchdowns to wide receivers and obviously have struggled defensively. And now he popped up. Yeah, just a little bit. (laughs) And he popped up on the injury report yesterday with a hamstring injury, and he did not practice today. So this is it's it's not good for McLaurin here. Yeah, no. When you pop up on the injury list late in the week, it's definitely usually not a good sign, uh, especially when you're dealing with a hamstring. Uh, they're saying he still has a chance to play, but with that hamstring again, you, you're taking the chance that he he tries to play, he tries to tough it out, and then you know just can't do it. He ends up coming out of the game. So there's a good chance he ends up, you know, screwing you if you try to go with him this week. And it would have been a great matchup for him. If not, you know, you got to go with Paul Richardson and probably Trey Quinn. Yeah, I mean, Richardson's obviously in a good spot. You know, I wrote a little bit about him. A lot of people would think, oh, you're chasing the two touchdowns. But it's not. It's the matchup. And he's going to get the targets. And And he had a touchdown the week before. Right. Even against the Cowboys, he only had three targets that game. But he did have a touchdown. And. I think he had, might have had even seven targets in week one. And, uh, again, it's it's the matchup here, and some people are going to have to dig deep, you know, especially if you're a Mike Williams owner. You know, I think this kind of came out of nowhere uh, that he was ruled out so early. I mean, we saw he was on the injury report yesterday. So you're like, okay, I'm a little concerned. But they rule him out on a Friday. And, again, maybe that's attributed to playing Miami. Who knows at this point. Devin Singletary is listed as questionable. So uh, I would think 
there's a good shot he plays, and I might be forced to use him in a couple leagues. And, you know, Frank Gore's been getting more touches, but every time Singletary gets the ball, he looks good. Do you think this is just a matter of time before this becomes more even or Singletary takes the lead? Oh, Singletary's going to take the lead as soon as he gets healthy, in my opinion, anyway. I think he's definitely the more dynamic back. He gives you a back that can do a little bit of everything. Gore, look, Gore, for his age, is absolutely showing that he's a monster, no doubt about it. Uh, had a good game last week, but they still don't get him involved in the passing game, and that definitely is limiting his upside. If you don't get involved in the passing game and don't score a TD, then you're useless to fantasy. So, you you want to go for those guys that at least get the chance at targets in the passing game, and that's definitely going to be Singletary. If he if he's ready to go this week, you got to take a chance on him in this game because I think they're going to have to try to throw those short passes to him. Uh, Panthers are in Houston to take on the Texans, and uh, uh, maybe you can't answer this question. Duke Johnson, man, I don't understand. They go out and they trade a potential third-round draft pick for this guy. And I didn't even expect Duke Johnson to get 12, 14 carries a game. But I did, even with the addition of Carlos Hyde, I expect him to at least some invo- see involvement in the passing game. We saw what he can do a couple years ago with the Browns. I just don't understand what they're doing with his role here. Yeah, that definitely seems to be the issue. Look, it could very well be that maybe they don't want to give up that third-round pick for him, and playing time is the way to do it. Um, him not you know, touching the ball enough or not being on the field enough, maybe they still have to give up a fourth instead of that third. I thought it was 10 uh, games if he suited up for 10 games as a third-round pick. Is that what it was? Yeah. I was trying to remember what yeah. they said. That's well, why. They so definitely it... suited him up for all three. Yeah, so far, exactly. So, uh, so I, okay, well, that's that's fine. I, I couldn't remember what the exact deal was uh, off the top of my head. So if that's the case, then, yeah, then that doesn't make any sense. But, again, this is the same guy we saw the same thing happen to in Cleveland. We thought he was very good. He coming off a year where you know he was an explosive receiver in 2017, 2018. They don't use him. Comes over to Houston. Then they go out and get Carlos Hyde, who comes in and is running the ball pretty well, but he's not really a great receiver. Um, you know, he's okay. He's, I'm not saying he can't be a receiver. He's just not anywhere near as talented as Duke Johnson is in that role, and yet they're still not using Duke. So there must be something else that goes on in the background that we're not seeing. Maybe Duke isn't a good practice player. Maybe he's you know, bad in the meetings or something like that. It could just be that he just rubs the coaches the wrong way. We just don't know. Yeah, it could be. Uh, Will Fuller hasn't really done much so far. Obviously, they had a Kenny Stills. Kiki QT played a little bit last week. Uh, we usually see Fuller produce with Watson. Is this the week he starts to get going? I want to believe so, but um, it's hard. Kenny Stills is getting more play than he is at this point and doing more with it. I, I find that hard to believe. I mean, I know Kenny Stills is a big play guy, but Fuller has just been killer with uh, with Watson every time they step on the field together. And for some reason, Watson's just not going to him. I'd love to think that he is in play this week, but Carolina has done pretty well against opposing receivers, number seven in the league so far through three weeks. Your guy, Daniel Jones, everyone's excited. A lot of fat money spent. Is he a top two quarterback this week? Top two? No. I'm, I know, I'm just being. No, but, <laughs> but do you like him a lot this week? Is he a start? Is he a QB? I, I have him in my top 12 this week going up against Washington at home. I think the kid could absolutely put up a good game here. Yeah, and I think a lot of people expect it. How about Wayne Goldman? Is he R, R, RB2 this week? or? Uh, yeah, man, I... The only good thing about Wayne Gallman is we know he can catch passes, so hopefully they get him involved in that early. 
But, you know, as a rookie, he caught 34 passes, so it's not like he can't catch. So hopefully they get him involved in that way. Um, he's not a terrible runner, but he's definitely no Barkley or anywhere close to being a Barkley. It'll be interesting to see how much use he gets. But Washington has done pretty well against running backs so far. But that's more because they could just be beat at will through the air. want to thank Fantasy Taz for filling in today. You can find him at ffchamps.com. When we return, Steve Renner, full-time DFS, to talk DFS at his full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Lose weight now. Go to fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's fat100.com. I weighed 329 pounds. I was a heart attack waiting to happen. I got Andro 400. It makes me not so hungry. I started noticing more energy. I noticed my belly was starting to shrink up. I started seeing weight come off. 80 some pounds. I went from 330 to 245. For a 56-year-old guy to lose that much weight, it took something, brother. I feel great. I feel like I was when I was 35 years old. That was Ruben. Now listen to what Josh says about Andro 400. Well, I'll tell you, man, that stuff really works. It was insane. I've heard the commercials walk for a decade. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to try it. My pants are, like, falling off. It really works. I bought suits last year for my new job, and they're falling off of me. It's insane. Guys, if you want to lose belly fat, gain energy, strength, and muscle, and look and feel years younger, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. That's 888-400-0435. andro400.com. Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called TheBestDate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at TheBestDate100.com. That's TheBestDate100.com. One more time, TheBestDate100.com. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs.
It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Rohn is here until 4 p.m. Eastern on a Friday afternoon. Don't forget, check me out, fulltimefantasy.com. Week 4 Deep Sleeper article is up. We have our Week 4 projections as well as our stardom sit so check that out as an addition to si.com slash fantasy. Joining me now to talk some DFS for Week 4, it is Steve Renner, full-time DFS. Steve, what's going on? Adam, how you doing today? Doing pretty good. I'll let people know what they can find uh, for DFS this weekend. Uh, we got our usual uh, data coming up there. So uh, all of Sean Child's breakdowns by position are already up there. And come up this weekend, they'll have my ambush article, which goes through a uh, full slate breakdown where I really narrowed down to kind of the, the premium plays that you want to be on. Uh, told people to play Alvin Kamara last week, uh, all homerism aside. And he definitely smashed off that, and obviously uh, Chris Rose will be have his article up on Sunday. Pair that with the optimizer based on Sean's projections, and you should be good to go this weekend. All right, let's start and look at the quarterback position. Is there anyone on the high end that you like this week, or do you see this as a slate where you're mostly going to save at the quarterback position? So the, the slate in general, what you got to understand with this is we – the position where people most likely pay up because you got a safe floor is running back every week, right? And you, there, there's no Zeke, there's no Barkley, there's no Kamara. Uh, a couple of the, of the higher priced guys aren't in the best spots out there. So it's going to open up a lot of salary in other positions. And I think a lot of people are going to look at quarterback and say, okay, well, I'm definitely going to get one of the, the safe guys here. So, like, for example, I don't like any of the, the, the newer kids out there, right? So the, you know, the, the Allen, the Minshew. Um, you know, Danny Dimes. I'm not chasing those guys again this week here. So it's it's going to start with Patrick Mahomes is is someone that certainly can be considered every single week. Detroit's got a really good rush defense, so you think that that's going to kind of funnel into the passing game for the Chiefs there. But I, I I'm not looking to spin up for him because the game that I'm really circled around is you got to decide upon is is going to be Russell Wilson going up against Arizona, and he's really I don't want to say he's up there in terms of price. Uh, he's about 7,800 on on Fanduel, but you got to like Wilson and Seattle in this matchup. And to me, if you're, if you're on the game in general, which I am, the only pivot to make off of Wilson is you either go to, you know, a guy like Chris Carson or maybe the secondary receiving options. Or believe it or not, I'm finally on Kyler Murray. I'm not a big believer in him. I've said that he's probably going to be playing baseball in five years, not football. But I've looked in historically, Seattle tends to give up rushing yards to, to rushing quarterbacks. Completion percentage is going up every single week. He ran it for about 60 yards last week. I like Kyle Murray a lot this week as a pivot off of Russell Wilson. Um, but I really wouldn't go below him any, at any spot there. The other, you know, Deshaun Watson's in a, in a good spot against Carolina, uh, but they have been given gas on the ground there, so I think there's enough reason to fade him. And the other guy, the quarterback, that seems to be falling under the radar this week is Matt Ryan. And Tennessee, we've seen their defense get gallops through the air. Ryan had a really good second half last week. He's always been better at home. I don't necessarily think that Atlanta's going to win the game, uh, but that certainly should help Ryan. He has no ground game really to speak of, so uh, give give Matt Ryan some consideration this week as well. Well, we know he is receiving a lot of hype this week because of his performance last week and a good matchup against the Redskins. I did not hear you endorse Daniel Jones. Are you off Daniel Jones this week? He's 5,300 on DK. Yeah, I, I'm just off it. I, look, it, he, he can come out and put up like a 16 or 17, certainly. I hate to put up the, the high 30, 40 scores like we saw last week um, because the Redskins, although their defense isn't great, uh, I still will take them a little bit more than, than the uh, than the Tampa defense right now overall. And I, I just think it's a slow game. It's, it's a bad pace. 
I'm not on Gallman. There's not a lot in the game that I really like. And, and the way you beat the, the Redskins really is with speed receivers. And I'm not going to trust somebody like Cody Lattimore at this position. So I'm completely off him. Yeah. Uh, running back position, you alluded to it. You know, two of the top guys that a lot of weeks you would get in, Ezekiel Elliott, Alvin Kamara, they're not on the main slate with the Cowboys and Saints playing Sunday night. Saquon Barkley is obviously out. So who's the guy you spin up for? I mean, Dalvin Cook has been the guy the first several weeks, but he's going against the Bears this week. Can you pay the price for him in this matchup? I wouldn't start with Dalvin Cook. If you do, you're you're doing it on DraftKings because you're playing him to get a lot of receptions where he gets a lot of checkdowns from Cousins and he gets involved in the passing game. I don't see any real upside to him in the in the rushing game. He didn't do well against the Bears last year either. So Cook, to me, if you play him, it's on DK, and you're hoping for a lot of receptions, but he's not a great play. McCaffrey seems to have the best. If we talk, a lot of times people talk about floors and things of that nature, and McCaffrey, because he is so heavily involved in the passing game for Carolina, seems to be a, a really good kind of floor option there against the Houston defense. But to me, it's not a position to pay up for. Um, first off, with the Melvin Gordon situation, um, he's $4,500 on Vandal for some stupid reason. And I think as we get closer to Sunday, if you hear more and more that, yeah, he's going to be active and he's going to be in the game, people are going to have a really hard decision there. We're looking at it saying, my gosh, he, he could get the ball at the goal line twice with, with Justin Jackson being out with no Mike Williams against the worst team in the league. So you got to look at him. But in terms of the guys who are going to play, Derrick Henry against that Atlanta uh, rush defense is, is, to me, is in a really good spot coming off a full week and a half rest. I think people are going to overlook the entire Tennessee offense. I like them a lot. I like Marlon Mack, assuming he's clear to go on, on Sunday. And then someone who burned a lot of people last week that I wasn't on is, is Chris Carson. And, you know, the Saints defense for the first two weeks had, had kind of poor rushing numbers, but over the last two years they've been really a top-five rush D. And now he goes from that to taking on an Arizona team that has really gotten shredded on the ground for the better part of, of two years now plus. And if you're not on Russell Wilson, I would trust Chris Carson. I know he fumbles it seemingly every week. He did again last week. But it's another really good spot, and he's going to go from a guy that was 25% owned down to about 2% this week. What about Austin Eckler? I mean, is it is he going to be real chalk, heavily owned? He's 8,000. Obviously, Justin Jackson ruled out with this calf injury. Uh, are you considering playing Eckler this week? I am, yeah. I didn't mean to skip over him. But, yeah, Eckler and obviously Keenan Allen with, with all the injuries there are going to be pretty heavily owned. And um, I don't love the Chargers to, to cover, which I know may sound weird going against the Dolphins. But, I don't know, West Coast going to 1 o'clock game. they got a lot of injuries. It's almost like all right, Gordon's here, so you have a little bit of this kind of deep plate and you relax a little bit. But uh, it, it's a good volume spot for Eckler because, like we talked about, there's nobody else to spend up for. He's in the same boat as McCaffrey. But what, I guess the point I'm getting at here is I don't see any of these guys doing like a, a 35 or a 40 point performance where you're going to get burned by not having them. Receiver might be a different story. Talking to Steve Renner, you can find him full time DFS. Uh, let's get to receivers. Is there anyone you want to pay up for? You obviously mentioned Keenan Allen, and he's 7,600 on DraftKings. We know he's going to get huge volume. He smashed last week. Uh, any of the other guys in that upper tier that are appealing to you this week? Hopkins and Julio, uh, to me, had the best matchup. So Hopkins uh, really should just be able to sit down in that zone against Carolina and, and carve them up. And I think your your pivot off of him is going to be, all right, can, can I take a shot with Will Fuller 
Um, you know, I heard Fantasy Taz talking about there, and I've been waiting for Fuller. I, I feel like I've played him every week so far this year, and we're, we're waiting for that that deep bomb on him. But you know, Hopkins is is always reliable, and he to me is a, is a great full play to go for. But you know, I mentioned Atlanta and Matt Ryan, and I, I don't see them being able to run the ball at all. I think Tennessee will put up points on on the Falcons' defense, and, and certainly we've seen a lot of games in that stadium that it seems to be really fast track. And you know, Julio seems to be getting a lot more targets this year. Um, he, to me, I think he's he's really healthy, and and this is a week I'm expecting Calvin Ridley to, to really start to break out. Which, if anything, means that you know Tennessee's going to have to attention to him more, which certainly helps Julio. So you're going to want to pay up for those guys. But my sleeper, Adam, um, it's a guy I don't usually like, but there's a lot of noise in this Browns and Ravens game, and I think it's going to be a sneaky, a little bit sneaky shootout where if you want to go with both Beckham and little Hollywood Brown on the other side. I think it's got shootout potential for two defenses that can certainly give up big plays. We've seen the Ravens give that up, actually, to receivers so far this year, and, and really their, their two main games outside of the Dolphins game. And I think Beckham's going to fly under the radar. Nobody's going to play him in this spot this week, and I, I, I kind of like the game for points. Yeah, I don't think people play him this week, seeing the Browns' offense, the offensive line issues, but I, I have a feeling that, that they do play well as well. Yeah. I, the Ravens' defense is not the same. It's not what it was in recent years. And I think people are just completely off the Browns now based on the way we've seen the first three weeks. So I think that can be the case. You know, you obviously mentioned the Seattle-Arizona game. You know, Tyler Lockett's 6,300. Christian Kirk is down there as well. Fitzgerald's 5'6". Are are those guys appealing this week? Yeah, I love them all. Uh, Lockett's obviously a target machine right now, and and he's going to get his volume. But don't overlook DK Metcalf as well here. And, Again, I mentioned you got to get creative with, with the Seattle uh, offense. Carson, I think, is one guy. Will Disley is going to be super chalky because people are finally on the fact that Carolina, or excuse me, Arizona can't stop tight ends. Uh, DK Metcalf, though, is, is one guy that, that definitely, to me, in my opinion, has looked pretty good and should be involved. But Christian Kirk certainly is, is an option, and, and Larry Fitzgerald as, as well against Seattle. So, Really, that that's a game that you want to get uh, some correlation to the quarterbacks in uh, with the receivers, but Without a doubt, I, I don't mind them. And a couple other under-the-radar plays. Philip Dorsett for, for New England. Um, you know, we, we've seen that they've been a little bit banged up. They're probably going to try to rely upon the running game a little bit, but he's fairly cheap. And then Cortland Sutton, um, you know, Jalen Ramsey's not going to play someday. I feel that he's listed as questionable. There's there's no way he plays. So I, I like the Denver passing game a little bit, and that would be something for me this week. I think Terry McLaurin was going to be a popular play with this matchup against the Giants, but he's on the injury report with a hamstring injury. Uh, would you consider a Paul Richardson at 3,700, a Trey Quinn in this game with the matchup against the Giants? Trey Quinn at, at 3,000, I would. Um, again, pricing seems to be fairly low this week, so you don't have to go for the pump play, but uh, Trey Quinn is someone that I, I do have on my radar this week in that spot. I think the Redskins are going to try to run the ball a lot. We, you might see this be the one game where – where AP finally gets uh, a heavy volume there. But um, I just I don't, I don't love the game at all. It's hard for me every week in DFS to, to think about playing Redskins. They're just not good. Yeah, I think a lot of people do feel <laughs> that way. But this week against the Giants, I feel like people are going to want to try and get them in. You mentioned Will Disley. How much Will Disley would you play this week? He's obviously cheap. People are well aware of Arizona. He's 3,600. He's clearly chalk. So what do you do in a situation like this? So... I, with Disley, the thing with the tight ends, a lot of people don't do is they don't play two tight ends. We saw it actually in week two where 
there were a lot of tight ends that I liked that went off. And I, I'm leaning towards this being that spot again this week because I don't feel that you need maybe a third running back. So the flex spot with Disley is I'm fine playing Disley because the matchup is really good. The pace should be good. We've seen Russell Wilson is very latched on to him. They, they trust him in that offense. Um, so if you don't have, you know, like a Carson and a Lockett or a Carson and a Metcalf, who, who I'm really pushing this week, um, then certainly get Disley in. But don't sacrifice playing someone like a Travis Kelsey, who, who should get over 100 yards and probably a touchdown this week as well. Delaney Walker is someone I'm really high on as well. Evan Ingram is going to get, you know, was gravitating towards um, Wayne Goldman, obviously, being in there now. Well, don't forget about Ingram. He's still the main pass-catching option for the Giants there. So I, I got with Disley. If you're worried about the ownership, I, I wouldn't be because it's a good spot. But don't be, don't be sacrificing playing a Travis Kelsey as one of the best all-around, you know, skill position players this week, just to get in a Will Disley. And who are a couple of the cheap defenses you like this week? All the Rams. Give me all the Rams. Uh, Jameis Winston doing having a good week two weeks in a row is something that I've yet to see happen. So give me the Rams at home. I think a lot of people are going to go with the Chargers in Miami. I get it. It's not a bad spot. Um, the the Broncos at home. You know, they don't have a sack yet this year, and I, I, I would. I would put pretty good money that they're going to get one finally against Minshew. They've got a pretty good price, but I love the Rams at home against Tampa this week. Hey, Jameis Winston is is in line for a few turnovers in that game for sure. Yeah, Denver doesn't have an interception either, so maybe could change this week. Steve, thanks for the time, and uh, people could check you out this weekend full-time DFS. Good luck this weekend. Yep, good luck, and uh, good luck Saturday night. All right, yeah, Sunday night should be fun. Your Saints, my Cowboys, let's go Dallas, no Drew Brees. All right, when we come back, we'll wrap it up here on Full-Time Fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The sun can make your outdoor deck and patio space so hot and uncomfortable you can't use it. But now there's the Sunsetter Retractable Awning. A Sunsetter Retractable Awning opens and closes in just 60 seconds, and it keeps your patio about 20 degrees cooler. It provides instant shade and protection from the sun's harmful rays. You can get your Sunsetter for as little as $5.99 when you call now to get your special $200 discount certificate and free awning idea kit. You're going to love your Sunsetter Retractable Awning. Sunsetter awnings are assembled in America and guaranteed to last for years. So call 800-869-5446 now to get a free awning idea kit with DVD plus your $200 Sunsetter discount certificate. This is a limited time offer, so call 800-869-5446 now. That's 800-869-5446 for your free awning idea kit with DVD and $200 discount certificate. There's no obligation, so call 800-869-5446 now. Indeed knows finding the right hire takes time away from your business. Hiring a qualified data engineer felt like a second job. More job seekers use Indeed than any other site, so there's no better place to find someone with the skills you're looking for. I needed someone with a master's in computer science and database experience. Plus, Indeed screener questions help you find your shortlist fast. Now I'm back to having just one job. See why more than 3 million companies worldwide use Indeed to hire. Post your job at Indeed.com hire. Indeed, the world's number one job site. Source.com score total visits. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. 
You know, as an allergy sufferer, you're wired differently. <sighs> I sure feel that way. That's why there's Nasacort. It's different too. You see, unlike antihistamines, Nasacort targets and inhibits more of the allergic inflammation that causes your congestion and other nasal allergy symptoms. My antihistamine doesn't do that? None of them do. Oh, that is different. And it's why Nasacort's more effective at giving you 24-hour relief. So even if I'm wired differently... Nasacort stops more of what makes you miserable. Use as directed. Fantasy football frenzy. I have to choose between Singletary Gore. I could start Ronald Jones. I might just go Rojo, though. Uh, Man, you have some, yeah, you have some issues here. Yeah, it's ugly. You have, some, you have some issues here. Yeah, I might just go with the upside Singletary play. I don't know how much upside there is with the limitations, though. That's the problem. Yeah, I just one of these times I, I, I write all the names on a piece of paper, crumble them up, and let my daughter pick it out of a hat. <laughs> <laughs> Watch live weekdays, 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern on Sumo TV Channel 719. Back here, it is full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here for a few more minutes as we get you ready for week four. Best way to do that, head on over to fulltimefantasy.com. We got you covered for DFS and season long. The Fantasy Football Wide Receiver Matchup Report is out. We have deep sleepers for week four from myself, our stardom situm, as well as the stock watch. You can also get our coverage on Sports Illustrated, si.com slash fantasy. I have sneaky starts for the week as well as the stock watch. And if you have any specific questions, you can always ask them on the message boards and the forums as we do have some big injuries that we're keeping an eye on. At least we got some clarity today. Mike Williams of the Chargers has been ruled out for this game as well as Justin Jackson. Both were probably in a lot of lineups this week in that matchup against the Dolphins. You have to get them out now. And there is a chance that Melvin Gordon could play a limited role this week, which certainly makes things interesting. And obviously that is a result of Justin Jackson being out. So we'll see if uh, Gordon suits up. And you're going to have to pay attention all weekend to see uh, exactly what the reports are to see if he does go. T.Y. Hilton is a game-time decision. That is a big injury that people have to pay attention to. Good matchup this week against the Raiders. We're keeping an eye on Terry McLaurin of the Redskins. He was pretty much a lock in every lineup. He was going to be heavily owned in DFS, but he popped up on the injury report yesterday with a hamstring injury. So that can open up some opportunities for Paul Richardson, Trey Quinn, and maybe this is a game too where the Redskins try to run heavy with Adrian Peterson. They have not been able to do that much outside of week one due to the game script. Hopefully you didn't spend a lot of money in fab on Taylor Gabriel, if you did, you knew it was a mistake. He has a concussion. He won't play this week, and we knew that he has those games occasionally. Damian Williams will not play for the Chiefs this week with that knee injury, so you will see more Daryl Williams. So he becomes an interesting play if you need a RB2. I know I have to play him in a couple leagues. He looked very good last week and should get double-digit touches in this game as the Chiefs continue to put up big numbers on the offensive side. And IDP, no, Darius Leonard has been ruled out again with a concussion. That wraps it up here. Check me out, FullTimeFantasy.com. I'll be back Monday afternoon, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on the Fantasy Sports Radio.